From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of July 19, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo mulatto Willie, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony will tell us about visiting six parks in one day, and Wayne will take us for a ride on another classic Disneyland attraction. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, team. Howdy. How is everyone's month we've been away? Last time we were together, our um, recording studio was rocking a bit. Yes, it was. And we were fully clothed. Indeed. (laughs) Well, at least Tom was fully clothed. Yeah, well, uh, above the desk, anyway. Uh Um, If you haven't haven't listened to it, we did a 20-minute or so segment on the live show that was recorded by, aboard the Disney Dream during Podcast Cruise 3.0. Did everybody have a great time? Yeah. It was fantastic. Exhausting. And Ex- exhausting, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, if you aren't tired after a vacation like that, you did something wrong. Well, yeah, and we did, we did that, and then we did seven days at Disney World after that. So, yeah, we... I yeah, yawn. We only did four, and I sprained my back on it, too. (laughs) We we, we don't want the details on that. I do want to add a big thank you to everybody who sent me all those notes and, and, you know, good wishes about finding our cat who ran away while we were gone on vacation for ten days. And, yeah, one of them we found. He was hiding under the house, and the other one, unfortunately... I'm, I'm figuring he's probably with another family, giving them as much love as he gave us for the last eight years. So thank you very much, everybody, for your, you know, condolences. It was, it was also great meeting lots of Dizzers on board the ship that. Oh my God, yeah. Listen to our show and like, hey, you're Tom. I'm like, yeah. I was very surprised at the number of folks who came up to us and said very nice things. Uh, Thanks very much to everyone who and, we got to talk and, and to. And thank you for those people that were going to say bad things and didn't come up to us. Oh, no. They, <laughs> they, came, up to, oh, they came up to Tony. Huh? They came up to me. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it must have been after you were done dancing. <laughs> no, oh, so oh which, by the way, I do have that. I'm going to upload. Sorry, Tony. I'm going to upload it. Fantastic. Oh, cool. I don't mind. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, saw, I saw Tony has a new tag on his. Oh, oh I saw that, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I better check it out. <laughs> Uh-oh. Check it out. So, so does Nancy, by the way. Uh-oh. I saw that one, too. Wait a minute. Something <laughs> other than the queen of the butt dial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now i got to go on the boards. And, and also, I think, great thank you to everybody who gave those great fish extender gifts. All oh, we had, I had so much fun opening them while on the ship and when I came home again. It was like Christmas all over. Yeah, and those, to, those doors were really. There was one door that had magnets on it that you could exchange. Each day was a different theme, and Marla's daughter Kara was every morning. She was like, "Oh, today's villain day. Today's pirate day," and she would be running up to the to that particular cabin and exchanging her her magnets for them. So nice. that was a really nice. neat idea. Yeah, I love doing the fish extender cool. stuff. 
Yeah. As someone who wasn't a big, didn't want to do it, um, I was, I, I enjoyed it and my son loved it, so. Well, that's all, that was the whole point of forcing you to do it was because I knew your son would love it. Yeah. And so when we were dividing up stuff, like, hey, which do you want? Which do I get to keep? But I've got like three things. She said everything. And a whole big bag of candy. Yeah. There's some really creative pieces too. I'm amazed at the level of crafting ability that some of us <laughs> We're going to say the level of crap. So did I. <laughs> does, does anyone have any housekeeping? I understand that a, a new land opened up in California Adventure. Have we talked about that? Oh, uh, yeah. Check the archives. Okay. Hmm. We'll do. Cool. <laughs> um, Has I anybody... A couple of things I just wanted to bring okay. up. Go ahead, Marja. Um, first of all, um, our condolences go out to um, Marsha Coughlin's family and friends. She's a longtime dizzer. She started as a moderator just about the same time I did, and had, has had some really tough years with the passing of her husband from pancreatic cancer. Um, she used to call, refer to him always as my Tommy, so we always called him her Tommy. And a month after he passed away, she found out she had cancer. And um, the sad, we, we were just really sad to find out that she passed away on Friday um, from her cancer. We were hoping, and she always kept up her spirit. A lot of us love her, um, and... Again, just wanted to, to put that out there that our condolences go out to her. Definitely. Thanks, Marjorie. For her family. And over on the Disneyland side, um, one of our um, act, very active members on the Disneyland board, um, Blackjack Delta, he recently had a heart attack, and his one oh. of his kids, Alex, came on the boards and told us that he had had some bad news about a member of his family and after that, he had a heart attack, and he's been in the hospital. So, um, Blackjack Delta, we're thinking about you, and you're in our thoughts and prayers. Get well quickly, my friend. Excellent. Thanks, Mary Jo. Yep. Uh, Tony, did you have some housekeeping? Yes, I did. I don't know really with whether it fits in in housekeeping, but I had a cool experience this week. And as, me- as our listeners know, I do work in an elementary school in Anaheim. And so recently uncovered was the... Uh, uh, a soup, not Super 8 film, but a, an old film footage of construction of our of the second school in my school district. And we got a hold of the principal who's still alive, the first principal who's 90 and incredibly sharp. And so he was telling us some stories about the school, and they related to Disneyland. And so when I went to this little this board meeting, I said, I'm going to share this on the podcast. I was so excited. So the first thing was, was that the school, which is in West Anaheim, ended up at one point being the largest elementary school west of the Mississippi. And it relates to Disneyland because they originally had bought acres where they were all they were all orange groves and everything and they built the school in nineteen fifty five. Anything important happened around there, guys? The original. Yes. So when is they needed when Disneyland opened, all of a sudden there were so many people moving in, the school that was going to be a single school because basically single-handedly because of Disneyland and the population that was coming in with it, they had to make it a double school mm. instantly. And I just thought that was so neat to know that that started because of Disneyland. So it ended up being that huge of an elementary school up to the point where they had 2,000 students, K-6. to for elementary school? Yes. It was oh the biggest goodness. school west of the Mississippi, and they had to put basically two schools on one site because they just couldn't keep up with the amount of students based on Disneyland, and that's what the principal is telling us. The other, I thought, it might be more interesting for me, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, there's in, in um, 
Anaheim, and for those that aren't from Southern California, school districts out here are these tiny, are like these tiny small districts that will have schools here, schools here, schools here. And so in the city of Anaheim, there's multiple districts, but there's Anaheim City and then my school district, which is called the Magnolia School District. And they do have a financial relationship with the <laughs> school district. But, um, um, they, um, and what I, he told us how Walt Disney School got its name. And I think we've talked about how my, the school, one of the schools in our district has the name Walt Disney School. And, uh, he said that they had gone, it was, it was named 19, it was named Walt Disney School in 1957. So a couple of years later, I guess they were driving, it was, you know, it was a small school district at the time. And so there was the principals. And the like three board members that went to dinner, and um, they were afraid that the other school district was going to name a Disney school before our district. So what they did is the uh, head of the the board while they were at dinner said, you know, we got to name this before Anaheim names Disney school. And so they said, okay, well, I called the meeting to order. All in favor, aye. And they did it in the car on the way to dinner, so they could out they could out they could they could beat the. Uh, the rush from the other local school district, so they could be the first Walt Disney school. Nice. And then apparently, when it was named, when Walt Disney came, he called the next day a holiday, and all the students got to go to Disneyland. That's the story. I don't know if it's true, but that's, that's cool. my one. That's, I just think that was. And you know, Tony, this is perfect since this week is the fifty-seventh birthday of Disneyland. Be perfect. I just thought you, it was you really planned cool. it that way, didn't you? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> This is perfect because we're recording the podcast this week, and I know Wayne is a history expert, and you guys have a lot more history than me, but I love the fact that I got to hear it from someone who was there. Right. That's and talking cool. about how Disneyland changed, or you realize how Disneyland changed Orange County. So, and the world. Okay, I'm not going to be too curious. But I just thought that was an interesting story that our listeners might yeah. want to know. So, there you go. That's cool. Any other housekeeping? I have some housekeeping. Um, not very You already had your turn. I know, but I have I have a lot to talk about. Um, Wayne had given us uh, had talked about the Mrs. Knott's uh, chicken dinner restaurant, and starting last week, I believe they or last Friday, they just started a, a new uh, dish now program, where parties of four um, get their dinners family style, and it's the same portion, the same you're going to get the same thing that you were going to get if you ordered the food individually, but now the people can put whatever portion they want in their plates, which is a nicer way, I think, of of proportioning the food. So is it all you can eat? No, it's not all you can eat. It's the same amount of oh, food geez. that you would get if you were to get an individual dinner, but now they serve it to you with the plates in the middle, and you serve yourself uh, so it's from there. So, you know, on, some, some people, on, yeah, well, some people eat more stuff. chicken than others, and so I think this is a... A nice way of doing it, but you're still going to get the the uh, rhubarb, and you're still going to get all their biscuits and the yummy mashed potatoes. So for those for those people who are going to go there, and then um, another housekeeping that I have. This is my last one. Um, oh, sorry. I I uh, when the annual pass holder early entry program started at uh, Disneyland Resort, I signed up right away, and so I went to California Adventure. This past Saturday, so Friday night I, I looked up my my uh, documents and it said that I had to have my confirmation with me, my ID with me, my passport with me. I had to go to ticket booth number four, so I was all prepared. They said be there at least fifteen minutes before, so the plan was I would get there a half hour before, 
As it turned out, I got there about five minutes before seven. And as I walked in, I couldn't believe how organized everything was. Um, there, they, there were, had excellent crowd control. When we walked up, the cast members had scanners. I would say maybe there were at maybe six or more, six to eight cast members. People would walk up with their passports out in the esplanade. This is just not even a ticket booth. We'd hold, have our annual passes out. They would scan them to make sure that we had indeed uh, checked in for that day. And then we would continue and we'd get wristbands put on our wrists uh, for early entry. And then we would proceed to the to the uh, turnstiles. And then right at 7 o'clock, they let everybody in. So I was kind of lucky that I, I didn't go for really, you know, a much too much time ahead of time. But everything worked out perfect. And then I noticed that they kind of herded the annual pass holders to the left. They had uh, ropes, like I said, very well organized. And then the ticket entrance directly to the right were for the hotel guests because they're now letting the hotel guests um, go either to Disneyland or California Adventure, I believe. And so they were letting them in without the wristbands. And then the regular guests were standing in line because they wanted to get those uh, fast passes for Radiator Springs racers. And somebody came to the to the ticket booth, and they showed them their tickets, and they weren't staying at a Disneyland Resort hotel, and so they were directed to Disneyland. They were not allowed to go in. So there's good control, good um, management of the crowds. Right at 7, everybody counted down, and we all charged in, and there was – I have some pictures I'll, I'll, I'll be posting, but the herd of people going straight to Cars Land was amazing, and – it was so nice because cast members on Buena Vista Street were waving to everybody and greeting us as we walked through. Um, some people went straight to the uh, Fast Pass ticket line, which is over at Bugs Land, as you guys know. And everybody else went straight for Radiator Springs. And you may have heard that Disneyland or California Adventure has been having problems with Radiator Springs in the morning. Yes, um, the they have. Before, yeah, the day before yesterday, it never a friday it never came up and um some i ran into some disneyland uh dizzers as i was getting close to it and they told me that they had talked to a manager at Carsland at 10 o'clock the night before who said that the ride should be up and so i stood in line and we were the line was right where the beginning of the queue is and they weren't letting anybody on and so the, the big question was were the racers going to be running or not? And the people did not want to leave. It wasn't as bad as it was in the AP preview days, as you guys remember how crowded it was there. And we were probably up to Ramon's. Uh, we were at the crosswalk. That's how far back we were. Once the line, I'd say about maybe 15 minutes into, 15 minutes later, they let the line go through, but there was nobody in the racers. They were testing them. And so it was still, we were still wondering if we'd be able to get on or not. Happy to say eventually we did get on. Um, and one of the people that I was on, um, she was in an ECV, so we went through the accessible, the accessible side. So that was interesting for me to see how they operate that. Um, and they can also do single rider lines because we did that afterwards. So we got in, we, we rode it, we went immediately into the single rider line. It was three minutes before eight o'clock. We went through the single rider line. 
our friend went to the accessible single riders. The rest of us went through the single riders, got in the cars, stalled. The, sh- the ride stopped. And so we waited. It was 15 minutes before they got it going again. We were not going to get out of the car. We were We were there. And when we went through, I could see... Because I've been on it enough times, I could see which animation was not working. I'm not going to... I found out how some of the tricks are done, which I won't share online because that wouldn't be cool. But I was like... But nobody's listening, so go ahead. Nobody's... Now, I'll tell you guys offline, but I'm not going to say it on on the air, but... uh, Unless you're going to cut this out. No, go ahead. No, I won't won't cut it out. I'm, I'm not that trustworthy. Okay, so I won't tell you now. But uh, I thought of Tony and the things that make you go, hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Just, just to follow up on what Mary Jo was saying, unofficially, but officially starting June, uh, ju- sorry, July 16th, they are allowing Disneyland, Ho- Disneyland Resort hotel guests, so the three hotels of the Disneyland Resort, you can get into either park, Disneyland or California Adventure, one hour prior to to actual opening every day of the week. So and, and it's it's a fantastic like I said, you know, we, we did the two we did the uh, regular line and we did the single rider line. When we got out it was eight o'clock, probably like probably eight oh five or eight fifteen yeah. I think. By the time we got out the single rider line was already fifty minutes and the regular line was already two hours long. Yeah. So so that was so we from then we went to uh, to uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. So if you go one time, you can do all three rides during that hour. It's so well worth it for anybody who has an annual pass. And you, if there's still any California Adventure availability for early entry, take advantage. And that program I goes saw, through September 13th, I think, right? Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I saw that some of the animatronics weren't working. Like, you know, when Tomater honks the horn and then the two tractors go on their backs? Yeah, nothing happened, and you, the sound was there. The and in my mind, I saw them go on their back. And um, when I got to Fillmore and uh, Sarge and at Flows, the ride broke down again. So they, what's funny is when the ride breaks down, the characters don't animate anymore. They just blink their eyes at you. So, so you know, I was kind of laughing to myself. The people riding with me were first time first-timers on that particular particular attraction. They were annual pass holders. They loved the ride. They didn't notice anything was not working. So kudos to Disney for for having um, to, for making the ride go, even though it's not perfect at the time. They understand that people still want to go on it. And the people who don't know any better, they're having a fantastic time. And for those of us who've gone on it, you know, we still had, I still had fun on the attraction. You know, I got to add something, though, not to be negative or anything but the thing's been breaking down a lot and i yeah. know because andrew and i went because andrew had never been to cars after we got back from our trip and last last week and we were lucky that we were able to get on all three rides we went to luigi's first then we did tomato because we went we we saw the big crowd going to radiator springs we said you know what luigi's is a longer wait like let's just try it and we can do single rider the only reason we were able to get on single rider in those first few hours was because it was broken down and we happened to hit it again right as they were letting people on. I've got some friends from Michigan that didn't have a smartphone and so I said, you know, text me and I'll check wait times for you and 
for them, it was about three times where they texted me asking if it was closed, and it was still closed at three different times, two different days. And I just kind of felt bad for them because that was their opportunity to see it, and it's not like there's a. It's always going to be closed at this time, and it's always going to be closed at this time, and it it's, makes me kind of sad because I know that this is the sh- new showpiece, and you think it wouldn't break down. Yeah, I agree with you. I think for the people who have been waiting to go to California Adventure, waiting for everything to be up, I feel so bad for them. The people who come in from far away that don't go that often, that they're missing this opportunity to go on that attraction. All right. Any other housekeeping? I want to make sure I mention chat night, Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Pacific. We had quite a few in this last Wednesday, so... Got met some good dizzers. Um, I'm usually there every Wednesday, so Mary Jo always pops in, so be sure and stop by. Um, also, if you want to email us and let us know how we're doing or have a comment for us or have suggestions, that is dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And last housekeeping, need to mention that we are making a little change to our show. From now on, our show will be divided up into separate files. So one file will be our news, housekeeping, rapid fire, things like that. Then each individual segment will be a separate file, so you can go back and listen to your favorites over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's how the Orlando team works, and so we're going to start doing it like that, and hopefully you enjoy that. And that's the last of my housekeeping, and I think we are done with housekeeping, so now let's go over to Tony with the news. Okay, sure, uh, short news week, so. And we've been gone for two, and we've gone for a month, too. I know, well, after Cars Land, it's like. Yeah, there's nothing going on, yeah. Everybody's taking their vacation time, or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Our first story, Disney California Adventure Park guests can now dance with Disney characters during the Dancing with Disney Dance Party. Dancing with Disney, a new offering, lets children dance with characters. It's a break for parents who can rest on lounge chairs and couches. Nice. Yeah, I like that. In the air conditioning. Characters interact with guests for half-hour sets while a DJ plays tunes and videos show on monitors overhead. One Direction's What Makes You Beautiful and the theme song from the Disney Channel show Shake It Up are in the rotation. Characters include Marie from the Aristocats and Prince John from Robin Hood. Dancing with Disney runs 1 to 5 p.m. daily in the Stage 17 building where special events usually are held. Tara Anderson, the show director, said Disney wanted something for the stroller set during the summer. We wanted to give guests an opportunity to interact with characters they normally would not get to, she said. Truly, this was a great opportunity because we had a wonderful space, a place where parents could come and have a break if they want to and kids could have a ball. Dancing with Disney's run is scheduled until mid-September. Possibly for longer. I think we want to see how it goes and see, do our guests really enjoy it? Anderson said, I think it will be up to Disney California Adventure to figure out what works best for them in the future. So there's our first thing where there's there's an opportunity. I've seen some videos of that. There's lots of unusual characters that you wouldn't normally see doing, dancing around with the kids. And I like the opportunity for the kids to get their energy out while the parents get to stay in air conditioning. Yep. And if I... And did I say what stage it's on? Yeah, you did. Okay, good. Millionaire stage. Okay. Yeah. That's the old Disney California Adventure, Tom. Oh, sorry. How come they still have that circle of lights in the middle (laughs) of the room? 
<laughs> okay, our next story. That's my children at, okay. Our next story, children <laughs> at 10 local. You really found you're, you're really laughing at yourself today, Tom. Well, now that you're clothed. Because nobody else is. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah, no, I even. Maybe now that he's clothed, he can pay attention yeah. to jokes instead of other things. Okay, I'm assuming he's clothed. Children at yeah, 10. As far, as far as you know. As far as I know. Well, in my mental picture, yeah, there's, a, there's a brick wall and just your your face. Okay. Children. And now we're going into the ch- child story, which is an issue. Now, now we're doing home, home improvement references. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. It is. A, it was a Disney ABC show, yes, so I was. guess it's okay. Ooh, Children. way off on a tangent. Go ahead. Okay. Reel it back in. Children at 10 local nonprofit organizations have some new friends thanks to the donation of 30 Lightning McQueen Power Wheels from the Disneyland Resort. The donation is bringing daily fun and excitement to children at Chalk, Children's Hospital of Orange County, Anaheim Family YMCA, and the Orange County Ronald McDonald House, to name a few. Nice. The donated vehicles feature race car sounds, phrases from the Disney Pixar Cars films, and even power lock brakes. And video <laughs> cars... Mm-hmm. And a California admission package. Yeah, it's like a... a Price is right. A video of the cars is posted on the official Disneyland blog. That's the story. Again, it shows how Disneyland always is involved in the community, and mm-hmm. and they're not just... Not only do they provide a jobs... Big ugly they, corporation? Yes. Yes. Not just and, a big ugly corporation, I'm sorry. Yeah. Finally... Yay! Di- <laughs> okay, yeah. Finally, the Disneyland Tinkerbell Half Marathon is already full. Say that again. I missed it. The Disneyland Tinkerbell Half Marathon is already full exactly one month after registration began. They already have 14,000 registered participants. Registration opened on June 12th and closed on July 12th. People still have the opportunity to register through charity teams and travel agents at RunDisney.com. Disney sports spokesman Tony Morial said about one of the quickest sellouts for a race ever, when they become available, people gobble them up pretty quick in regard to spaces. Spots are still available for a family fun run, 5K, and kids races, including a diaper dash for babies. Family fun run, last I checked, was at 52%. According to the OC Register, Disney estimates that the Tinkerbell Half Marathon weekend brings in $14 million to the local economy. The Tinkerbell Half Marathon will be held, without me now, on January 30th, <laughs> 2013, a month. That's crazy. I thought I had plenty of time for that. That's six months in advance. It sells out. Holy. Crap. Yeah. You well, it was only registration was only open for a month. I think as a runner, the reason why it sold out is because it's January, which is the best month to run, or one of the best months because it's nice and cool, versus September, uh, Labor Day weekend, where it's god awfully hot. I'm just amazed that it. I'm kind of disappointed because I didn't get to sign up for it, but a month—that's crazy. You know, you should oh, check you, one you of those. Um... Yeah, I mean, it was a month. Who thinks this is going to sell out in a month? Like, oh, I got time. It's not till January. Check with one of the extra nonprofit groups because a lot of times, um, some of the organizations um, that run for special causes book a couple extra slots, well, and then you I can did... run in one of their slots. You as long as you raise money for that charity. Okay, yeah, so what's interesting, if anybody's interested in doing that, I looked into that because I missed the original <laughs> sign for the uh, half marathon this uh, in September. <laughs> but And I looked into it, and 
it ended up being a lot more expensive than just staying at the Disneyland Hotel, which is what I chose to do um, through a travel agency. Um, sorry for the people who help us with the podcast. Um, but um, it was you had to raise like $500, which isn't a big deal, I guess. But it was we'll charge your credit card first. And then if you don't make it up, well, you'll pay the difference. That scared me. So you basically prepay all that money and then go out and raise it, which I kind of didn't. I didn't like. I'm sure that's how it works. But and that was, I think, the cheapest one I could find. It was like it was all five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Wow. So you can do it that way, or if you go to RunDisney.com, how I did for my uh, the September um, Disneyland half marathon, they offer. Well, you had to pay. You had to buy, purchase a an individual ticket. So I'm assuming it's the same travel agencies or the same. Thing through RunDisney.com, you had to get, um, stay at one of the hotels, but it didn't have to be an official Disney hotel. It could be like Candy Cane Inn or anything around there. So you had to book with them for the hotel, had to pay for the marathon, and then you had to get a one-day ticket. So, so we, sh- we should look for you in September. Yeah, because I don't know how I'm going to get in there in January. Are you going to be wearing okay. wings, Tony? Um, no, not, not in September. No, not not in September. In September, I'm probably going to be wearing little or nothing. Yeah, in September, I was going to run as Tom recording the podcast nice. because it's going to be so hot. I don't want to have <laughs> any extra clothes on. I thought you were going for the Tarzan look. Well, I can go for that look if, if, if you want. But um, and also, I haven't really been training, so I'm a little concerned about this race. But we'll, we'll yeah, see. the Tarzan yeah. look might be bad. Though. Yeah, you got plenty of time. But yeah, yeah, easy for you to say. <laughs> At this time, I was already up to like eight or nine miles, but I got plenty of time to ring sign my, up for a boot camp program. Practice yeah. ringing my cowbell. Oh, it's funny you say that. Not that this is podcast related or anything. I signed up for CrossFit, so I was talking to them, and they said, "Oh, we had people who stopped running, did our program for a month or two, and then ran and actually improved their time." Wow! I'm hoping that works. We're gonna find out. Good luck with that. Of course, if I don't show up, then if I don't show up to CrossFit, then it's then it's, it's not it's no opportunity that was the last story but since it's me i'm gonna keep talking no yeah i know i'm usually the quiet one of the group um (laughs) sorry one of the um related to the disneyland half marathons we're talking about it i wanted to add this is more of a rapid fire but you know we break the rules so um they have the pasta in the park party which you can go to have pasta in the park as a buffet you get a dessert buffet. Because they don't sell pasta in the park normally? or Yeah, I know. They like, Thank you. A pasta buffet, a dessert buffet, and um, a DJ. DJ spinning Ooh. the tunes with, assuming you have a, a park admission, great rate, very reasonable price of $89. <laughs> if for you don't pasta? have park, for pasta. And a, and a DJ spinning tunes. And characters and things like that. It's a Disney party. You pay that much. Eighty nine bucks. Disney catering and a Disney party. Yeah, you pay that much. It's like it's like going to Mother's Day. No, okay. I would go to Mother's Day for eighty nine bucks. No problem. Hey, you stood me up this year. Well, yeah, I did. Um, (laughs) If I would have known that this was my other opportunity, eighty nine bucks. I I saw that and I went, oh, okay. I've always wanted to do that, and they. I don't know if they had that before, and then I saw the price. That's a lot of money, considering this is already an expensive marathon to begin with. I'd even be okay with 49. 59, 59 like, oh, uh, okay, but I like Disney. 80, 100 bucks? 
That's assuming then, you're going by yourself. What if you bring your significant other and your kid? No. For that same price, I could go to Steakhouse 55 and have an awesome meal. Now, of course, I'd have a big chunk of beef inside me as I'm running a marathon, <laughs> 95 degree heat, but I don't know. I just think that's crazy expensive. Here's a good point where, here's a good spot where we can set some expectations as far as that particular weekend goes. The night before the half marathons, do not plan it eating at Naples. Do not plan it eating at Tomorrowland, in Tomorrowland at Red Rockets Pizza Port. Do not plan on going to Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta because they have lines out the frigging door. People wait till the first day they can make reservations for uh, Naples and they make them. So that, there's no way you're getting into that restaurant. So please set your expectations accordingly. Any other restaurant, if you're not running, go to any other place. Just no place that sells pasta. I could cook pasta for $2. In, I'll bring a hot plate to the Disneyland Hotel and sit <laughs> in the room for a lot less than $89. Oh, that's the news, by the way, kind of. Thank you, Tony. All right, rapid fire time. Let's start with Mary Jo. Okay, I have a couple of quick ones. Uh, first of all, the... Tickets are on sale for Mickey's Halloween party at the Disneyland Park. Mm-hmm. If you're an annual pass holder, is it eighty nine dollars? No, it's not eighty nine dollars. It's getting closer, isn't it? It's it is, especially if you go on the day. Of, well, if you go on the day of, yeah. or don't buy, or don't buy in advance each year. But and also it depends on the date that you go. Um, annual pass holders start at forty six dollars, but can go up to sixty four and sixty nine dollars. If you're not an annual pass holder. Um, tickets, advanced sale tickets are $54. Again, they go up as the, as the dates get closer to Halloween. Day of the park, the tickets are going to be $64 or $69. And if you go to the Diz at www.info.com, Disneyland section under events, um, you can see the information, um, that has the ticket, the dates, the ticket prices, and the events that happen at the Disneyland Park during Halloween season. So right. you want to check that out. Yeah, another quick one. Another quick one is that the gallery, the Disneyland Gallery on Main Street, now has the exhibit for the castles. It's called Crowning Achievements. It's open every day at noon, cool. and we'll be talking about that later. So awesome! Thank you, Mary Jo. Uh, Nancy. Okay, I have a couple. Um, what is the, It's like an epidemic. <laughs> well, you hey divided now. up the show, so you're giving us the opportunity to double all of our talking. Two, two, two minutes <laughs> and one. Are you done? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, get over yourself now. Okay, a wow. couple things. There is a... If you are into collectibles and you are into art, there is a lot of stuff going on um, this month at Downtown Disney and the Disney Gallery in Disneyland Park, um, the Wonderground Gallery at Downtown Disney, well, the Disney Downtown Disney, you name it, there's stuff going on. Um, by the time this show goes up... Um, Dave Smith will have already had his book release for Disney Trivia from the Vault. And if anybody owns Dave Smith books on company trivia, they are certainly a cool read and a, wow, I didn't know that kind of thing. 
So um, hardly recommend that. The artist in residence for July has been Miss Mindy, and she is doing all kinds of really cool creative paintings, especially um, there's a couple different Wonderground Gallery so things floating out there, floating out around there, and I think we've had some links. But she has some really cool artwork, so um, definitely go see her July 20th and 22nd through the 22nd and July 27th through the 29th. Um, Ashley Eckstein, who's been a friend of the Diz, um, has a, a sign, artist signing for her female Star Wars-inspired um, clothing line called Her Universe, and that's going to be in the park at Star Traders on July 21st. And Mademoiselle Antoinette's Perfumery has some special offer things going on um, in New Orleans Square. So that's a lot of a lot of stuff going on for the rest of the month. Um, did I miss anything exciting? I would say check check the Diz and other yeah. things. There's so many things happening. Yesterday when Kelly and I were in the world of color, there are precious moments. Linda Rick was there um, signing her, the dolls. Yeah, she was at Disney World when we were there too. Yeah, she gets um, there's a bunch of uh, artisans going back and forth. Um, doing doing some sketches. There's brand new artist sketches in the month. There is um, this month they just released in the Artisan Watch program at the Portuosity Shop. They just released a 57th anniversary um, watch, which features the view of Sleeping Beauty Castle from the left-hand moat. So because um, you can't have enough views of Sleeping Beauty Castle. I know, man. <laughs> all right, did you have another one? Um, yeah, I did. Um, besides all of that stuff. Oh, one more, one more merchandise related thing real quick. The Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutiqueer. Ah, sorry. Um, That's now me. through, now through the end of the month, you can get a Merida package, which oh, includes God. one of those exciting wigs. <laughs> um, and a bow and, and arrow. They, and then they also have something which does not make sense to me is why it's called the courtyard package, but it's basically a um, slightly more casual hairstyle than the mommy, mommy, my bags are too tight buns. Just a hint really, of glitter? Oh, my God. And some of those really bizarre um, rock star princess Ewig kind of things. Um, that they've been putting on people lately that princesses wouldn't be caught dead in. Um, <laughs> yeah, the really funky ones. But um, this package includes all kinds of things they'll do to your child, as well as a <laughs> as well as a Bibbidi wow. Bobbidi Boutique T-shirt and tutu for basically ninety dollars oh, plus tax. Speaking of tutus, yeah, Tony. Huh. Okay, since um, you, that, <laughs> since we we were. Looking for tutus online for you for last January. Google thinks I am into tutus, and every random Google ad that I get shows rainbow-colored tutus. See how that works? Yeah, thanks, Google. Clear your cookies. (laughs) Yeah, see, you don't realize this was all one of those really convoluted... Plans that okay, I'm going to pretend I don't want to do it. Get the tutu. So now Google thinks you want the yeah, tutu. Thanks. It was a lot of work, and yeah, yeah I never ran half marathon. But yes, my my <laughs> my uh, my scheme is complete. 
<laughs> All right, Nancy, was was that your okay. second? No, you. No, that wasn't actually. Um, <laughs> now I have bought my tickets to this one. This is my second rapid fire, and this Dang, is. And now I got to look for two. <laughs> la 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 la. Are you finished? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Can I go? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, Anytime. Thanks to thanks to a wonderful lady for hooking me up with this, and I want to assure, just in case there are tickets still available, the Anaheim Historical Society is partnered with. Um, they describe him as American pop culture humorist Charles Phoenix and. Diz friends, um, Kevin Kidney and Joey Daly, um, will also be there. They are doing a, what they describe as a live comedy slideshow celebrating the life and style of Disneyland in the 50s and 60s, plus legends, landmarks, and lore in the land of the city of Anaheim and more. And it, the show is called Anaheim Land, and it's held at the Loara Elementary School on 1601 West Broadway in Anaheim. That's going to be Sunday, September 9th. It starts at 3 and ends at 5. Ticket prices are $25, and you can get some details on this at http charlesphoenix.com, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes. I've bought tickets. I know at least one more of my friends have bought tickets, and they said it is kind of selling quickly, so... Um, if you're interested, and this sounds like something fun for you, the website has some really amazing photographs from back then. So this looks like it's going to be a pretty awesome um, show. And Charles Phoenix is pretty outrageous in the retro universe. So if you're into retro and you're into Disney... Sounds like a bunch of fun. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Wayne. Well, I have five rapid fires, but um, in, in deference of time, I'm only going to do three of them. Cool, okay? cool. All right, no, seriously. Um, as we mentioned earlier, many of us Dizzers just got back from Podcast Cruise 3, which was absolutely wonderful. I just can't say enough good things about what John and the Dreams team was able to put together. And if you haven't heard all that coverage, I suggest that you find the recent podcast from our Orlando team, which reviews the whole cruise and especially the live podcast that was recorded directly from the Because we were on it. Listen, listen, listen. Well, in fact, if you haven't (laughs) tuned into that live show, you might want to give it a listen because your Disneyland podcast team, that's all five of us, got to participate in that show. And we recorded our own little segment with some of our thoughts about the cruise. So check that out. It was really fun. I love that all of us were there at, on the cruise yeah. together. I know, but I felt funny not having my, uh, you know, not having my computer and my headsets on mm-hmm. and talking to the screen. All that said, we all had such a great time that it's got many of us thinking about other Disney cruises. And I wanted to remind everyone that although the Disney magic has left the West Coast, the Disney wonder is still leaving West Coast ports for several destinations, including Alaska, Hawaii, the California coast, and Mexico. This is the time of year from now through September 
where the Wonder heads up to Alaska. These seven-night cruises will depart Seattle, head up to three destinations in Alaska, and then return. This cruise is considered by most who have gone to be one of the best cruise experiences that they've ever taken. Then, in late September and early October, the Wonder makes several seven-night trips up the West Coast with some interesting destinations. One itinerary departs Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada, stopping for two full days in San Francisco and then continuing on to Los Angeles. The two-day stop in San Francisco is very interesting because it gives you plenty of time to visit the Disney Family Museum and call one of your favorite Disneyland podcasters for a personal tour. That's Wayne at WDWN.com. <laughs> awesome. Another trip departs Los Angeles, heads up to San Francisco, again stopping for two days, and then comes back, stops at San Diego for a full day, a stop at Ensenada, at least. That's to what they currently got on the To make schedule. it legal. Yeah. 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 And then back to Los Angeles. So that, that California coast itinerary, as they're calling it, that sounds really interesting. Then in mid-October, the Wonder has a magnificent 14-night trip to Hawaii. Departing Los Angeles, you spend four days at sea and arrive in Maui. Then, over the next few days, you stop in Maui, Honolulu, Oahu, and then a stop on the big island of Hawaii. That's a day at each of those ports. Then it's back to sea, a short stop at Ensenada, and then a return to Los Angeles. Um, Hawaii by a cruise sounds fun to me. In late October, November, and early December, the Wonder does the Mexican Riviera cruises from Los Angeles with stops in currently scheduled in Puerto Vallarta and Cabo San Lucas. Then in early December, the Wonder moves from Los Angeles to Florida with a 14-night cruise through the Panama Canal. That would be so cool to do. It absolutely would. Several stops along the way. I would love to do that trip someday. I had almost booked that that at one point in time, and then Lily came along. (laughs) 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 And was like, oh, no. In the winter and spring, the Wonder serves the Caribbean and then returns again to the West Coast in May with another Panama Canal trip and resumes its cruises to Alaska. And so, just a quick for, note, Wayne, yep, the 2013 yep. cruises out of Alaska are back out of Vancouver, not out of Seattle. Correct. Yep. Correct. I did see that schedule change, that itinerary train change. I didn't know that they were coming back to the West Coast in 2013. Yeah, just yes. just for yes. just for Alaska. Correct. Hmm. So, for more information on the Alaska cruise, I recommend you listen to our Disneyland podcast from August 4th, 2011. That's when Tom reviews his Alaska trip. And also to the Orlando Teams podcast from August 24th, 2011, when Pete and Walter took the trip. There are also several blogs that Tom and Pete wrote on the Alaska cruise, which have a plethora of information for you to review. And all those can be found at www.disunplugged.com. Ding. 
Nice. One of these days, I'm going to take that Alaska cruise my tel- myself, but I'll tell you, Castaway Key is something pretty special, yeah, yeah. and I think I need a couple more Mai Tais. <laughs> Give me some conk coolers. There you go. All That's right. my rapid fire. Thank you, Wayne. My turn next. I uh, just want to mention that uh, Walt Disney Travel Company packages for 2013 are now available for the Disneyland Resort. Those are either stays at a Good Neighbor Hotel or a Disneyland Resort Hotel. Those include a, the your hotel plus uh, your your ticket. Um, and with that, you get a call from your favorite Disney or Pixar character, including Mickey Mouse or Lightning McQueen. And you get, of course, your special collectible pin, lanyard, and your luggage tag. Um, and you get your extra magic hour or your magic morning hours, depending on where which hotel you're staying at. Uh, new for next year, you get a 5x7 attraction photo and digital download. So f- you, your Space Mountain picture or your Splash Mountain or your California Screaming or your Radiator Springs Racer picture, you get one of those, a 5x7, for free. Different for 2013 is they've eliminated a couple things, one being the preferred seating at a Disney California Adventure show. You used to get preferred a preferred seating at the Aladdin show. They don't, they don't have that listed for 2013. And the other big surprise for 2013 that's not listed is Mickey's Toontown Morning Madness is not listed, where for the first hour of the day um, package, people who had the package could get into Toontown before regular guests. So I'm not sure if that's going away or what's happening with that, but that is not listed for 2013. Has anybody heard anything on that, Mary Jo? Have you seen that on the boards? I really haven't seen it yet. Okay. I, I'm sure it's on there. Okay. Because yeah, I, I saw that when I was po- posting all that information that Morning Madness isn't on there, so I'm just kind of curious if if it's going away or if they're going to do something different for Toontown. Yeah, there would be an outcry. Yeah, it's 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 definitely not on there. So, All right, Mr. Spatel. Okay, Glow with the Show ear hat packages are now available for annual pass holders. So your package includes um, a Glow ear hat with sticker, a lanyard and a lanyard card, and an ear ear hat pin. And the discounted price for APs is $40 plus tax. If you just want to get the hat only, it's $25, which includes tax. And And the additional AP discount will be applied to the $25 price. And you can purchase these packages or just the hat it themselves. The in the let's try this again. You can purchase this at Disney California Adventure Shops and World of Disney Store in the downtown Disney District. Available June eighteenth through September third, two thousand twelve, while supplies last. So void where prohibited, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kinda cool. If you're an AP, which everybody in all of Southern California is in some (laughs) format, so All right, thank you, Tony. It is now time for the Thread of the Week. Mary Jo. Thread of the Week this week comes from WDW Fan 22 and she writes, It's sad, but Disneyland has priced me back to the world. Uh-oh. Yep. Basically, they want to go to Disneyland, but with the cost of the Disneyland Resort hotels and even the hotels that are within walking distance, she's finding that it would be less expensive for her to get a 
um, one of the economy hotels at Walt Disney World for more days. Mm. So that that thread, there's some good discussion. People who are trying to help her um, vacation at, at Disneyland Resort anyway, and you know, different. They're coming up with some creative ideas for her, but there's other people who are just talking about you know the cost of a vacation at Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. Well, I think part of the problem is people just look at the resort hotels, and if you want to stay on property, yeah, you're not going to get as good a deal here as you would at Disney World because they have the values and the moderates at Disney World. But if you expand that to the good neighbor hotels, you could probably get as good a deal here. Yeah. One of the things that came up that that kind of um, interested me was that people are saying that when you go to the Disneyland Resort, if you're basically going to the parks um, to ride the rides, to look at the to visit the attractions, the shows, etc., the Disneyland Resort seems to have a better better venue for that. And if you're going for the resort feel of the eating at restaurants and and doing other things. Uh, going to the clubs, etc., then maybe Walt Disney World is something that right. people would want to go to. Right. So I thought that was interesting, interesting perspectives in the two different parks. I agree that uh, if you don't want to stay on property at the Disneyland Resort, you really have a lot of choices around the area because it is so tourist-centric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the good neighbor hotels in the local facility, vicinity are a great place to start, but if you've got transportation, very important, you can go just a little bit farther out, which is what I always do, and this becomes very reasonable and really the only way I ever travel. Well, especially, for like us, especially for us, I know pass holders that get free parking, or a par- yeah. include parking right. included. Exactly. I, I remember uh, being in Disney World a few years ago and at Beer Garden sitting next to a family that actually lived in the town that I live in, Brea, which is about 15 minutes away from Disneyland. And they said, oh, we know Brea. Well, they're from actually, they didn't live here. They, they visited, they stayed in the hotel in Brea whenever they went to Disneyland. It was, it was an embassy suite, so we have a nice embassy suite. I'm not getting any kickbacks. And just to show, to, to what, like what you're saying, Wayne, is, um, okay, so it's 15 minutes away. Embassy Suites, like 89 bucks a night with a full made-to-order breakfast, and there's a mall right there. Again, I'm not trying to promote this, but I'm just saying that this was a family in Disney World that had gone to Disneyland, knew our town, because that's where they always stayed. So, like you said, like you stay closer to Buena Park, if, if you're, I think a lot of people should expand their search and realize that you're not that far away. And people that are afraid of freeways, Orange County is very surface street friendly, so you could stay in a adjoining um, town and probably get a cheaper cheaper rate and um, not have to go on the freeway if you're scared of that. Don't also forget Garden Grove, which has basically built themselves up as Garden Grove is literally a block away from Disneyland and building themselves up as a place for people to stay. And they have some really nice hotels and... I'm glad you mentioned that because I would echo that. Garden Grove in the last few years has really made a tourist bid. They clearly want to capture the traveling public, and they're making some good strides in that regard. There's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of hotels and such there, 
There's a lot of extra facilities, you know, shopping and, you know, mm-hmm. all, all the kinds of things you need when you're traveling. That's starting to be a better remote destination for accommodations than, honestly, things that are kind of north of the Disneyland area, which is where we traditionally used to look. Yeah, well, it's – um and if you read the – I mean, because I read the paper, they're always talking about how they want to keep adding stuff. They talk about adding a water park and everything. But if I'm not mistaken, they have a Hilton, they have a Fairfield Inn, they have, I don't know, they have a bunch of stuff, and it's only basically down Harbor, um, south on Harbor Boulevard. And, yeah, and it's Red like Robin. five miles. If, I don't think it's that far, Wayne. Really? Closer? I'm, but I'm horrible with directions. But I think it's more I like th- two miles. I think it's more like two, and the Anaheim Resort Transit goes there, too. It has a stop there. So, actually, once, I think, um, it's not that far away from the... Um, I always get the names confused. The, that other parking lot, isn't that the Toy Story parking lot? Toy Story parking lot, yeah. Yeah, it's right yeah. across down the street from there. And um, they have a Joe's Crab Shack. They have a Buca de Beppo. Oh, yeah, that's, they the, have a that's not Red five Robin. miles, no way. No, that's like a, yeah, so not that we're having any kickbacks from Garden Grove either, but just know that for people that think there's, expand your search a little bit. and. So, well, now that you bring that up, um, I was looking at the annual pass holder discounts. And did you guys know that Garden Walk also has discounts for Disneyland annual pass holders? Yep. Some of the restaurants and the shops there. So the businesses around Disneyland are trying to uh, work with, with Disneyland and get these people who are coming in to go shop outside the parks. So there is more than just the, the Disneyland Resort proper for people to explore and go have fun and enjoy their meals, etc. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disney Lad segments this week, as well as those from our Lando team. Thank you, Nancy, Tony, Wayne, Mary Jo. We'll chat with you all again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>